Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio. So today was a podcast that I did with my good friend, Sarah, who has her Master's of Science in Exercise Science from USF. Today, we chatted all things getting lean and what it takes to get your body to a whole nother level when it comes to body fat percentage. We talk about the pros and cons, our experience getting to stage, and if you should push yourself to take your body to the next level. Enjoy this podcast episode, guys, and if you enjoy, don't forget to like and review the podcast here on iTunes. That's the only way we grow. Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Beyond the Bikini Radio. We have a returning guest. Um, she's a frequent guest, Sarah Ford here. Um, today we are going to be talking about all things getting stage lean and how we felt and if we would recommend you guys trying this out. And I see, you know, so much on my feed, it's probably with the people I follow, but posting a lot of stage lean pictures and or photo shoot pictures. And I think a lot of people don't understand the extent that one has to take to get to that level, let alone females. So Sarah and I are just going to kind of um, break this topic down and share our experience um, getting to the stage. So welcome. Hey, Nicole. I'm happy to have you back on. Um, I I just felt called to talk about this. And the reason why is I see a lot of people wanting to look like a bikini competitor, but they don't know what goes into it. So do you want to kind of unpack to like the extreme cutting for like a show versus like a lifestyle cut? Yeah, sure. So I think, you know, stage lean is next level shredded. Like you have your um, kind of, you know, general fitness model body fat percentage level. And I would say that's maybe 14% as a minimum, you know, body fat level, but then stage lean for women is definitely under 14%, Mm -hmm. Um, even as a bikini competitor. And a bikini is generally the least conditioned least, um, you know, lean out of all the female divisions, but it's still lean. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, you know, that look on stage to appear that, um, muscular, you do have to get to a low level of body fat and the less muscle mass someone has generally the leaner that they're going to need to get to reveal what muscle they do have. Yeah. So like if you don't have like a background of um, resistance training and you have muscle tissue on your body, it can be hard to cut down for competition because you're probably going to have to get leaner than other competitors in order for those muscle bodies to pop. Um, And the other thing too, like if you're looking to do like a prep, the more muscle you have, like the better you're going to look. So if you've only been lifting for like a year, I wouldn't just jump into like a competition prep. Yeah. Unless you've been lifting for a year and you're also very genetically blessed or, you know, have some type of sports background where you're, you're very muscular. And I think that's where a good coach comes in to kind Mm -hmm. of explain, you know, 
be honest with you really about your, your potential in the sport and what it's going to take. Yeah, definitely. And I like that you pointed out that bikini competitors aren't the leanest ones in the group, but if you look at like a, a truly conditioned bikini competitor in person, they honestly don't look the best. Um, they no. look very small. They look, um, I feel like a lot of people lose fat in their face. So their face looks like more, I don't want to say age, but I guess it does. It looks yeah. aged. Yeah. Gaunt. and doesn't look as good. And although you see them, you know, on stage with bright lights, a tan hair and makeup, they look glamorous. They look awesome. If you were to see that person in person, it's not the same at all. Yeah. Um, it's, it's interesting if you've never been backstage, you know, I would encourage before anyone goes to prep, go to a show for the first time. And even though you probably won't be backstage with the competitors, you'll get an idea of what it's like. Um, mm -hmm. and I think that's very important. Yeah. So let's dive into like, how did you feel when you were cutting down for your competition? And then I'm also going to share a little bit more on like how I felt because I've done a handful of shows. Yeah. So I would say, I started, so I was also in grad school at the time, so I really noticed the mental fatigue. And planning a wedding. Yeah, and planning a wedding, which luckily it wasn't as close to the wedding then uh, as it was, you know, as um, that would have been very stressful, but, um, you know, had a lot of my mind and I did notice that was a big thing that took a toll was my mental energy and my mental clarity. Um, you also, you know, you start, you get so lean that it's like you feel the, your body almost feels heavy to move it. You know, it's, it's a lot, um, it takes a lot out of you to just do your day-to-day -day activities. Like your game for your cardio, your game for your lift, but then vacuuming the house is like the biggest chore in the world because it takes so much out of you. Mm. Um, you know, you're, you're hungry. Yeah. But for me, that was, it was more so the energy and, um, the mental clarity that I noticed big time. Yeah. I know that like, I'm not as crisp when I'm like talking. So I am kind of like all over the place. I also am really lazy when it comes to cleaning. I, I get really cold, which I don't like. And like now, even like living in Florida, when I was like outside, I'd be cold and it was like 85 degrees. So that was like bizarre to me. But I mean, that's also a sign that like things are slowing down. But I think, um, I mean, everyone's experience is different. I know for myself that I've lost my period like every single prep. Um, and that's like another side effect too. Yeah, that's, that's one that's almost pretty much guaranteed, I would say, by like four weeks out, is that most women, if you're getting truly stage lean, you're going to lose your period, um, which, you know, is not healthy, but it's, it is what it is. Type yeah, of. it's the result of everything that you're doing. You're putting your body in a high stress state and at a place that it doesn't want to be. Yeah. And, you know, in the gym too, you know, that's where you, I really noticed a lot, like my, um, like things like squats, I got to a point where squatting my leverages because you're so lean, your body just doesn't move the same way. Um, mm -hmm. same thing with like things like bench press, you know, like I, or incline press, you feel, you know, you're, you have less cushion, you know, between yeah. you and the bench for one. And then there's less, you know, things get harder because you have, 
almost a greater range of motion because you're leaner and there's less, um, you know, tissue surrounding your joints, your ligaments. So you are, you know, one more at risk for injury. And then two things just feel different. Yeah. And like, it's good to be at a healthy body fat percentage, especially if you're wanting to put on muscle. Um, a lot of women, you know, they want this super lean look, but yet they want more muscle and they're like contradicting themselves when in reality they need to just like hang out in a healthy body fat percentage level for them, which, you know, could be 14%, could be 18%, could be 20, 20%. Like it's going to vary person to person, but you have to go off of like, how is my training doing? Like, how is my energy throughout the day? Do I have my period back? Um, how is my mood? How is like my stress perception? Like test all of your, yeah, we've been talking about stress too. We actually haven't even mentioned that at all. Yeah. It's just, you, you become, I think you become more susceptible to stressors because, you know, you're down-regulating so many hormones that, you know, from the top down, you know, I don't want to get too sciencey, but you know, HPA axis, it's all, you know, it's all connected. Um, your sleep goes down. So with less sleep, you're, you know, going to be less resilient to just life stressors, like mentally. Um, and stress perception is huge when it comes to, you know, make, you know, for your body to even respond. Um, yeah. And thinking, you know, you were just talking, I think something we both relate to is we identify as athletes. And when you are that lean, you don't really feel like an athlete. Like you, you are an athlete, but you don't feel strong like an athlete, if that makes yeah. sense, I guess. And that's one thing that I think, like you're saying, that's this dichotomy between wanting to be muscular, wanting to be jacked on stage. But in reality, like you feel like anything but an athlete when you're two weeks out, you know? Yeah. And I think, again, it's like kind of hard for people because they, they want to look like an athlete and they look super lean. They have definition. They look you know, athletic, but they're not athletic. And it's like a, a catch 22 because they look in the mirror and so many people are praising you. They're like, oh my gosh, like you look amazing. And you're like, well, I feel like shit. So you compare <laughs> as an athlete, you compare yourself like, okay, I look this way and I know I'm pushing hard, but what I'm able to do right now is not what I was able to do. Um, okay. or what I know my body was capable of with more meat on my bones, literally. Yeah. And you know, when someone's prepping, should they just do like a 12 week long prep or should they um, take their time? Because I know that a lot of people don't know how long it takes to get to that level of like leanness. Yeah. I mean, I would say it really, I mean, it comes down to the individual, but I think, you know, the industry is going to longer preps, more like 16 weeks, kind of as like the starting standard, 14, 16 weeks, but even mm -hmm. 20 weeks out is definitely normal to start a prep. Yeah. Um, even longer sometimes, depending on how much body fat someone has to lose. Um, and then we're also kind of thinking about, oh, maybe I want more diet breaks. So extending the prep. Um, I think um, also you have to take into account like what's going on in your life. So if you know you have maybe like an event coming up that could cause some more extra flexibility in a prep, then having like a longer prep is going to allow for more wiggle room in case things aren't responding like you want them to. Or if you have a slip up, it happens, tracking errors happen, you're not going to be perfect. Yeah. I know for myself, I'll give myself at least 16 weeks, but I've had preps go longer than that and i'm talking about like the first prep like the first day that i started the diet to like the first show because then that's just like opening the season because some people can extend their seasons and i i honestly don't think too many amateurs should go past three shows i think that's plenty 
Yeah. I, especially if you're not really placing where you want to be, like, you know, you're not going to, you're, you're likely not going to be placing any better. Um, and at that point, you know, you're at risk of losing muscle mass, which, you know, is a big no, a big hell no, you know, for, for us. So. Yeah. And I think too, like if you're competing and let's say the judge gave you the feedback of you need to be fuller and have more muscle. I know that like both you and I've heard that in our experience. So break that down. What does that mean? So, um, well, personally, my feedback was literally three letters, E-A-T, eat. <laughs> um, so, That's so rude though. <laughs> It was rude, but it was also, I mean, behind, you know, I always, you know, encourage you guys to go ask, talk to the judges after you compete. And, you know, he told me, he's like, you have a great base, but you just don't have the size. So to me, you know, again, back to that athlete kind of killer instincts mentality, that's okay. Well, back to the grind, which to me, the grind, the work is going to be to build muscle. And that's for a lot of people, um, is taking that time. You know, if a judge says, um, if, you know, if a judge is always saying that you're like flat or, you know, something like that, that may not mean that you need to carb up more. It may mean that your peak is fine, but it may mean you just are flat and you don't have enough muscle. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's something to consider as well. And I think a good coach will help you interpret that. Uh, but having that muscle mass is, is so key because like we're saying, when you lose fat, it just reveals what you have. And if you don't have much on stage, well, that's what you're being judged on in bodybuilding. You know, we forget it's yeah. bodybuilding. And it's a fine line too, because like, let's say you lack a little bit of muscle mass and you just strive to get a little bit leaner. And that's a strategy that I've taken before. And I know like in 2018, like my feedback was you're too lean. And it wasn't that I was too lean. It's just that I didn't have enough muscle. So I appeared to be too lean versus yeah. having like a fuller, stronger, healthier look. Right. Um, and the only thing that can fix that is taking time off and entering like a building phase and just like chronically con continue it, continue, I can't talk, continuously prepping is not going to be the answer to bring a better package with feedback like that. Yeah. Um, do you ever have clients who you think are like wanting to start a prep but aren't quite ready? And if yes, like what is the criteria do, that you think someone should take before they prep? Um, so I'm looking for a couple things. I mean, the physique, right? We want to make sure like we're talking about that we have enough muscle mass, you have enough experience lifting, but a lot of it I think comes down to the psychological side of things and the, the habits, you know, like, are you, are you in your, you know, we've been working together for a while and, you know, you're dialed in, you know how to track macros, you know, you have no issues hitting your numbers. Um, you know, you've been in a surplus for a while, your biofeedback is good. So you have good sleep, you have good digestion, your perception of stress is good. Um, and you're also okay with being flexible. You know, you're not someone, you know, you're nailing your macros, but you're also okay going to Chipotle with your boyfriend, you know, mm -hmm. it's a deal for you. Or maybe you can have untracked meals without anxiety. You know, that's big too. Yeah. I think the person who's really good to prep is someone that like never really talks about being food focused. They're eating a good amount of food. They're having flexible practices in like untracked meals. I've even done like untracked days. Um, they're maintaining their weight. They are, you know, having a period. They are having good energy throughout the day, not really dealing with any sort of, you know, issues or performance in the gym. Just all their biofeedback is good. That's 
that would be the person that should prep, but also just like before you prep, just take time. So like if you've only been feeling good for like a month or two, chill out. Like you should be feeling good for a while. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like someone maybe like that has competed in the past, you know, an off season, you know, is not three months. It takes, we've actually seen this in the research. It takes at least as long as you prepped, right? To recover. So if we prep for at least 20, you know, for 20 weeks, that's at least 20 weeks just to recover. Mm-hmm. And then we're not just looking to recover, right? Most of us are looking to improve. So once we recover, we hit that threshold, then it's time to improve. So it's, that's time, you know, that's, you know, six months to, you know, a year and a half, two years plus. Yeah. And I think um, I've seen this in myself, but with other people too, like the longer you just stay in like a higher calorie range and your cardio is a little bit lower, but you're training really intense and you're recovering, the better their physique looks like your Mm -hmm. physique usually goes through this like recovery period where it might feel a little bit inflamed. It doesn't feel like at its best. And it takes time to get over that. And I'd say it's, you know, probably the duration that you prepped. So if you prepped for like six months, it's going to take six months to feel better. Um, But I've seen plenty of athletes, like after like even like eight months, a year, two years, their body just like recomps really well. Yeah. And that's not woo woo guys. That's like, that's science. That's your body. You know, I, you know, I'm a big advocate of blood work for anyone, whether you're, you know, um, couch to 5k or a bikini competitor or, you know, a CrossFit athlete, you know, I think blood work a couple times a year is a good idea. Um, and you know, it's, yeah, it's physiological why you're looking better. Yeah, exactly. You're getting back to like a homeostasis point. And, um, you mentioned blood work done, getting blood work done. And that's something that I'm going to be doing this year. I haven't had blood work done in a while, but we're just going to do it. Maybe another podcast. We'll have to chat more about that. Yeah, it's complex. But um, any other like closing thoughts on like getting super lean? (laughs) I think just, I got so excited. (laughs) I think just, you know, if we're talking about the stage, you know, understanding, understanding what we're getting into, um, you know, having that conversation, talking to other competitors, talking to your coach. um, And if your lifestyle, knowing what you know, where your line is. Um, and same thing for prep, knowing where your line is, your quality of life is something that we need to consider as well. You don't want to lose relationships. You don't want to lose a career or educational opportunities because of anything, you know, because of prep. Yeah. And my closing thought would be like being lean is temporary and you aren't going to have that body forever. So if you're about to risk again, your career relationships, your overall health for a plastic trophy, you should probably reevaluate your life. I agree. Okay, guys. So if you are enjoying Beyond the Bikini Radio, I would really love if you could share my podcast up on your Instagram, Facebook, whatever it is. Beyond the Bikini Radio has been up for almost a year. And you guys know that I share a variety of content. Not only do I talk about mental health, physical health, competing, but other areas too with women's health, 
interviewing guests, interviewing bikini competitors. If you're wanting me to continue doing Beyond the Bikini Radio, I would just love to see some love back and you sharing the podcast. It makes me so happy seeing you guys enjoy it and it gives me a better idea of what type of content you guys are enjoying and what episodes you want me to cover in the future or what topics resonated with you. So again, thank you for being a Beyond the Bikini radio listener and keep on listening.